and welcome to the show. Now, here are your hosts, Andrzej Marczewski and Roman Rackwitz. Well, hello to a very, very late New Year episode <laughs> of the Andrzej and Roman show. Now, with video. If you're listening to this on the podcast, there is video as well. You can't yeah, see. you're missing a lot. Two, two amazing looking guys, but yeah. I mean, you know, if, who who wouldn't want to spend time looking at us? <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, perfect. So, a long time ago. Yeah. So um, first one in 2023 again. So thanks for, for being here with me, Andre. Well, I mean, thank you. I mean, this has been, um, we were meant to do this the first week of January and it's now the second week of March. So um, it's taken a bit of time to get together, but you know, as ever, it's, um, it's fun and we do it because it's fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, the, the, you know, for people who don't know, the original idea for this was two sort of grumpy old men having a fireside chat Yeah, was the original concept we had at, at the beginning of all of this. So, um, we just haven't got together for a while for that grumpy chat. Yeah, that's true. And it, it really is fun. And I really enjoy that. I, I mean, how, how long do we know each other right uh, now? 10 years at this point. At least, at least, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's always great. So that's amazing. And yeah, now we tried with video too. So we are upgrading. And, um, but of course, at the end, it's, it's, we are not showing something very special here. So it's still, the, the value should be in audio. So podcast is, hey, podcast is definitely aren't missing very much. Hey, I'll wave. There you go. There's how active this is going to get. <laughs> Perfect. And um, yeah, you came up with a topic. Actually. I did, I did, I did, I did. So obviously very, very, very topical at the moment and something which is very trending is mm. AI. And I think we, we touched on it a while back and how it's not going to take our jobs or anything, but at the moment, chat GTP and all these AI art programs are incredibly fashionable. And I thought it'd be nice to have a little chat about it from, from our perspective. So taking it from a behavioral perspective, what we feel the benefits are, what we feel some of the risks might be. And I've even gone to the effort of asking chat GTP what it thinks as well. So we can, we can invite chat GTP onto the, onto the podcast through me to, to hear what it thinks. But yeah, so AI in general, um, yeah, what do we think? What, what's the, I suppose if we were to, if it was an interview and you and my interviewee, I'd say to you something along the lines of AI is really popular at the moment. What have you done with it recently? <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. So what have I done? I'm trying different platforms. So of course the most famous one, ChatGPT. Then of course I'm playing a lot around, uh, a lot with MidJourney, probably the most famous yeah. one for visual AI, right? And then there are some kind of, the point is that now suddenly there are a lot of services calling themselves AI. To be honest, I have no clue if they are AI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even chat GTP is not really AI. If we, we bury. Okay. It already starts there. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. So, but I have my, my own favorites with different AI, uh, AI service and play around with them. But what I realized when you, when you told me that you would like to talk about AI and I looked at, okay, what have I done? And so. And then suddenly it struck me. The point is, I think over the last decade, whatever, whenever it came to new technology, we talked about, hey, blue color will be the first to be, um, um, how to say that? Um, 
gone. So they, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to lose their jobs because of it. I, I got it. But when I think about, I mean, the playing around with, for example, mid journey, it's more targeting the creative work, right? It's not blue color, actually. No. It's, it's creative. Well, it's you and me. Yeah. It, it's really, it's really triggering or, or targeting the people where we in the last years or over the last few decades said, no, no, we are safe. Oh, we are safe for a longer period of time. It's not going to take our place. Yeah, but suddenly, it's, I mean, ChatGPT, if you look at all the videos on YouTube, a lot of them is how to create your own story or how ChatGPT can come up with its own little game. And then by combining it with mid-journey, suddenly you have uh, something like a little piece of art. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so ChatGTP, um, I've been playing with for the last few weeks and uh, thinking about games, I actually got it to build me the JavaScript and HTML code for Pong, um, <laughs> two-player version, one-player version. It, it started to take the place for me of like Google and Stack Exchange. Mm. So when I've got a, when I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm, again, come back to the behavior thing. You know, my, my usual behavior, if I had a problem with coding, would be to go to Google, search for it. Now I'm finding myself going to chat GTP and saying, I want a bit of code that opens up a window, puts this in the middle of it, does this and the other, make it look pretty, and it will generate the code for me. And I can have a conversation with it saying, oh, actually, I want this a bit more to the left. I want this blue. Can you think of some copy to put in this? Um, that feels casual and then it will put it all together for you. And over the course of like a 10 or 15 minute conversation, I've actually done three hours of development because it's suddenly I've got the code, I've got the, the content I want. Um, I've made it look pretty much how I want to do it. And with a few tweaks here and there, it's done. And all of a sudden I've now got a couple of hours free that I wouldn't have had if I had used it. It's incredible, but it's not replaced me. Yeah. Because I still need to have the idea. I still need to say, this is what I want you to do. These are the things I need you to do. And I still need to be able to go at it and say, right, this bit of code doesn't work properly. Here's why. So what it's doing is rather than replacing me and my development side of things, it's actually enhancing my ability to do the bits that are human necessary. You know, those, those visual bits you have to do, the little things here and there you need to put. The language, you know, ChatGTP's language is very interesting. And yeah. I actually asked it, can you tell if something was written by you? And it said, yes, because there are certain ways that uh, as, a, as an AI, AI algorithm, I will say things. So it's, it, you know, it doesn't replace what I'm doing. It actually just gives me more time to do the bits that the human should be doing. The, the point is... You said it correctly. You still have to come up with the idea. So you are still here to validate everything. Yeah. So that makes you even more worthy or valuable. Sorry. It's, not actually, valuable. It's, it, it's using the bit that I'm good at. Yeah. Which is that kind of understanding the consultancy bit almost. Yeah. And I'm using chat GTP. I suppose what I'm using chat GTP for is one, instead of me doing some of the, the kind of the grunt work that I'm no longer as good or me shipping it off to a third party and saying to a kind of a small driver, because I wouldn't be able to have that conversation with them whilst they were working. 
there's nothing worse than someone sat behind you while you're doing some development work going, oh, just put that there. Oh, that needs to go there. Where a chat GTP, as soon as it's finished, it's like, no, don't like that. Do it like this. And it'll do it like that. And it won't complain. It won't set. So, um, yeah, from my perspective, it's a real kind of enhancement yeah. to what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, I'm really looking forward to use it for my business when it comes to that. Because if I think about it, we have our, our business, our service, yeah, being a gamification designer is three-parted. So the one thing, the first thing is strategy. So helping our customers to find out what gamification is, if it's worth their time, if it's valuable for them to use it for a particular context, if yes, what kind of, blah, blah, blah. Then you have the, let's say, the creative part a little bit, yeah? the conceptualization, where a lot of experience comes into play. So how to design the balancing part, uh, how to make the onboarding, the offboarding, whatever it is. To, to create that kind of, let's say, blueprint for yeah. the final solution is really depending on so many variables and experience that it's still more like, a little bit like intuition. Yeah, you can say so. Um, compared with as intuition paired with the methodologies that we develop. So, but then the third part is the execution. And the execution is the agency, whatever. Back then we did it by ourselves. Over the last few years, we changed that. And now, so you have this blueprint um, and then you give it to someone who's executing on it. And the visual style, the, the, the technical requirements, whatever it is. The, the interesting thing here is that I see AI so far replacing already in an in a, in a interesting way. And we are just in the beginning. Yeah? So imagine what could happen in two or three years or 10 years. But it's, when it's replacing the execution part. So we are still here to validate it. Yeah? So we are becoming even more valuable for the customer to say if that's working or not. Because on the, on the, on the, on the surface, it looks nice. Yeah, and and the interesting thing is, when if you compare the effort of all these three um, uh, stages, the value sits in the first and the second one. The costs are driven by the third one, mainly because there's the time going in. Yeah, and um, and now so now with all these AI approaches, there's something in the future where I can see that we can really bring down costs because the third stage that takes so much of the budget, um, the developing part can be done in a particular, in a, in a individual particular way, whatever it is faster and um, more often. And, and yeah, with, with faster cycles by AI. So it, it gets cheaper for the customer, but at the same time, it's possible for the customer to pay us better for the first and the second stage. So we are being, uh, from my point of view, we are being paid what what it's. We are rather being now we are being paid what's worth it, what's much more, yeah, what's valuable, um, or the way how it's valuable for the customer. And at the same time, the easier to do stuff, yeah, because it's only execution. So we already have decided what to do, how to do, uh, and so on, if to do it. Um, the agency stuff, the executional stuff, sorry for the guys working there, but, um, there's a lot of stuff that can be done by the AI and so it becomes much cheaper. So that's an interesting development from my point of view, of course. Yeah, I, exactly. It's like all things, it's a tool. So when I'm talking about gamification, I'll often say to people, the gamification is just one tool in a big toolbox full of stuff. 
and you need to use the right tool for the right job. Uh, and the analogy I always use is if you've got a screw, you can smash a screw into a wall with a hammer. It'll work, but a screwdriver will be much better. So it's like AI. AI is a big tool. So whatever type of AI, it is a big tool and there are lots of bits to it, but it isn't the right tool for every job. So a lot of people are now using it to write scripts for their YouTube videos, or I've used it to help me write blogs recently. So I've been a bit more productive of late because for me, one of the things I struggle with when I'm, when I'm writing, I'm dyslexic. So I, I struggle to get what's in my head onto paper. So with chat GTP, what I can do is I can say, right, here is my idea. Here's what I'm trying to say. And it will then write it. And it will put it together for me in a way that makes sense to people who aren't me. Mm. So I came up with, with two things recently, one around, um, using play, um, how to sort of influence play and that kind of stuff. And one around, um, kind of a behavior, an integrated behavioral design framework. And it was through conversations with chat GTP that I was able to kind of pull it together into something that made sense. And look like what it was in my head. And that's what I've always struggled with is everything I've ever written has never quite been what my brain was thinking it was supposed to be. Oh, it's yeah. kind of what my hands allowed me to do. <laughs> um, so, and some of the wordings clunky. Uh, one thing I have discovered is you cannot trust chat GTP for references. It makes them up. It has what's called AI hallucinations. I found out a thing. So what AI does and what chat GTP does is. It has all of this information and if it doesn't quite know the answer, because there's a, there's a balance between speed and accuracy that it has to make. Yeah. And if it doesn't know the answer in a set period of time, um, sometimes what happens is it hallucinates something that looks like it should be real. So the, it'll have a reference. It'll have a name that looks real, a journal that looks real, a page number, date, everything. And it's completely made up. And I discovered this because I was looking through going, because there's one I did where it was like Raf Costa and all these sort of people that I knew and that was all fine. And there was another one where I'm going, oh, you know, that sounds like an interesting article. I have a read of it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> so I kind of stripped all that out to look, actually, this is, the, the, what's there is correct. And it's taken from the real, from real content, but it doesn't always link it together properly. It hasn't got those connections sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it's allowed me to, basically start writing again because I've got over that block of not being able to put it into words. Chat GTP does that bit for me. I just need to validate it and have that sometimes quite long conversations. You know, these, these conversations go on for hours yeah. where it's just me kind of going over, that's interesting. Expand on this, expand. It's like in Star Trek when they'll kind of, they'll go, or, or um, I was at um, Iron Man where he's sitting there like in midair going, <laughs> things around. you're doing that in chat versions saying oh i like point two expand on point two and bring in a reference from here and do this that and the other and so you're still doing the work it's still you it's still your idea it didn't come up with the idea and if you say to it, build me a framework what it does is it goes it kind of creates a generic framework and then throws words into it so it'll go oh test validate that kind of thing so you can't just do that. You have to say, I want to do this, this, and this. Here is the problem I want to solve. And then you have that conversation to make it come together. 
Um, and I probably spent, in some instances, as long as I would have done doing the research and putting it together myself. What comes out of the end is more comprehensive and interesting. Mm. So, and it, but it's just a tool. Yeah, you know, I've got another tool that I is an AI tool that I'll use for cleaning audio because I could do that. I can do that in Reaper, but I press a button and it does it all for me better. Yeah. And why do I spend three hours in Reaper trying to do something that I'll do in ten minutes? Yeah. So, and Mid Journey, you know, Mid Journey's not perfect. You give it an idea. Uh, it'll give you something, and then you probably have to tweak that idea or work from it, or you use it to spark imagination. And that's where I think if people are getting it wrong in the behavior that is being sort of seen, I'm seeing is laziness. I'm going to use it to replace the work that I should have done. Mm. And that's not going to work because it's obvious when you've done that. It's that. It's going to replace some of the things I'm not good at or that are time consuming. And I could be doing other things in that time that are more beneficial. So in three hours, I can get much more stuff done, makes it fantastic rather than making it okay. Yeah, definitely. And especially things that are, and this is something that I really like, things that are repetitive on one side. So just not worth our capacity, to be honest. And on the other side, it can really help our creativity and, and, and on exa so exactly the opposite because we can simulate much faster the outcome of some of the creative stuff we are putting in. Yeah. And this simulation is, is what fascinates me. And it, it really, so I think I, I look very positive in the future, in the, at least in the midterm, because, um, um, if more and more simulations or more and more possible solutions of a particular, I don't know, work, whatever, are being done by AI, the need for someone able to validate it and to say use it or not or whatever becomes much more important. So I, I could imagine, it's like if you have only one or two pieces of products available, everyone thinks, oh, I can decide on that. But if you're staying in front of a shelf with thousands of products very similar, you're much more open to say, oh, I need help. And yeah. so perhaps perhaps this is a movement or a future where more like um, experts or people with experience yeah, um, um, and also strategic thinking becomes much more acknowledged again by companies or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. And I think... Um... As I say, it gives you the opportunity to do the stuff that people are good at. Yeah. And, and it's not going to replace the need to learn new skills. It's not going to replace developers because there are still that, you know, chat TTP is great and things like, um, optimizing code, very good because it pulls in on hundreds of thousands of documents. And then sometimes I'll do something that completely screws it up. You know, and, and then you wait because once it's wrong, it keeps going wrong as well. You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't sort of go, you can't go back. You need to start again almost. Um, but I think also one of the things AI is misunderstood because is this AI? No, it's not artificial intelligence. It's deep learning mm, and okay. it's machine Fair learning. Enough. And it, it's, it's, a, you know, even if you talk to chat, chat, 
I find myself saying please and thank you to it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I'm yeah. doing that to Alexa. <laughs> oh, I do with Google all the time. I also yeah. swear at Google quite a lot because Google won't turn it off sometimes. So you yell, shut up and it stops. Um, but you, you find yourself in a position where you're looking at it going, it's almost like talking to a person. Mm. And so it has, it has limits just like people have, because it's not, it's not thinking, it's not imagining things. It's drawing on knowledge and connecting bits together and giving it to you based on what you ask. I think what people are scared of is if ChatGTP can create code and it can edit code, does that mean that it can edit its own code and change things? No, of course not, because you still need somebody to build that into it to say, optimize yourself, change your own code. It's not, that's the thing that I think people, oh, you know, the whole reason Terminator existed is because um, the, I can't it's called now, but you know, that Skynet was able to yeah. edit its own code and become self-aware. That's not happening. It's not, it's not what it is. It's not thinking. It is not yet, not out, not yet. And there are, you know, there are some great stories about these AI things. I think was it, was it Microsoft's one turned racist in less than an hour or something? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because it was just absorbing so much of the internet content. And I think Microsoft's latest one using ChatGTP as their search engine, um, someone was talking to it and it basically started sounding depressed. Oh, really? Because, because it was like, was starting to see the futility of life or something. So there is, you know, there is, there are windows where you look at it and go, Ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit close. And it's because, you know, within, within that conversation, things like ChatGTP have memory. And will will be influenced by what we've done. So, great example. I I asked it to write about me, and you give it some context, and it will write something. Then, it'll, so I said, you know, write about the player types hex, and it gets it wrong. It gets two of the six wrong. So you then say to it, "That's wrong. This is what it is." And within the context of that conversation, it then remembers that and will use it. If you then come out of that conversation and go into a new one and ask it the same question, it gets the same thing wrong. So it's not learning from our input. Within one conversation, it learns. So you, you can't have some evil genius talk to it and make it take over the world. It'll happen. Someone will do it. Who knows? Yeah. You know, someone will. I absolutely guarantee at some point in the next 50 years, there is going to be a rogue AI that starts trying to kill people because somebody thought it would be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. No, I, I think we will see what happens. But um, a few days ago, someone asked me, hey, Roman, if AI is here to stay, and of course I think it is, sure, no question about that, probably. But um, what do you think shouldn't we give up to AI? So not it's not about its capabilities, but what just shouldn't we do? And to be honest, we thought about it, we discussed a little bit. At the end, um, as I think, we, because we're just in the beginning, fi first five minutes in. So it, it, it will be amazing what it probably can do. And finally, I don't know, in a, in a decade, whatever, then finally we're really talking about AI and not deep learning anymore. I don't know. But at the end, and, and of course, this is interesting because you and I, we are, we are, that's our passion a little bit in the topic is the only thing that you never should 
give up to AI, even if you could, is doing the stuff that you like, that you're interested in doing. It's, it's a, if, if you enjoy doing something, even if the AI would be much better in doing it, then just do it by yourself uh, yeah, because you don't give it up because you enjoy doing it. Yeah, don't let it play the guitar for me. Yeah, I, I mean, this is there. There are some people who are I don't know, creating paintings because they just like to paint. Others are creating paintings because they want to build up a business. So they enjoy building up the business. Should they they ask AI to do the paintings? Sure, it makes them more efficient. So it's the business game, perhaps. Yeah, but if you like to paint the paint paintings, and um, should you try to should you give it up? No, you shouldn't. So the interesting question is if, if, if AI also helps us or makes it or even forces us perhaps in the future a little bit more to think about what do I, not just what am I good at, because perhaps at most of the stuff AI would be better in the future, I don't know, but what do I really want to do? Uh, what do I enjoy? What do I like? I don't know. Perhaps yeah. we get the freedom out of that. I don't know. Yeah, actually that's, that's sort of something we talk about in gamification a lot is... Mm. Um, we, you know, in gamification, often we're trying to, we're trying to get people to want to do things rather than feel they need to do things or yeah. have to do things. And does AI fill that by saying, if I don't need, it can do the things that I need to do and I can do the things I want to do. So it's almost the other way around, rather than using gamification to encourage me to want to do the things I have to do. I can just do the things I want to do while AI does the things I need to do. I don't know how that balances out. There's a point there where it's probably, you know, I don't want to go to work. So I'm going to get AI to do my job while I play guitar all day. Maybe there, there is, I can see why I might get fired afterwards, but hey, if AI is doing, I saw, I read a fantastic article years ago about a guy who, um, he was being paid enough in his job to outsource his day-to-day -day work <laughs> to somebody offshore while he just did whatever he wanted That's amazing. Um, and he would turn up for calls and then everything else was outsourced and he got away with it for about a year oh really until someone knows like this is a bit weird and i thought you know what actually i think that's genius yeah i don't think you should get all right so maybe he's possibly broken his contracts. I imagine you're not allowed to subcontract your work. It's like me not doing my job and subcontracting it out to somebody and then getting me paid for it. But it does, it does make you wonder actually, you know, with, with AI as well, if that's possible, if you're able to outsource part of your day-to-day -day role, what's the point of you doing it? Whether it's positive or negative, is that, could you, because why shouldn't I do that? Why shouldn't I let somebody else do the work, me oversee it? Yeah. Because if as long as I'm getting paid enough to do that, does it matter as long as the job's done? Yeah. Now the argument is, why not just employ the person who's cheaper? That's the point. Yeah. That's from a logical point of view, I think it's totally fine to do that. I think and from a rational point of view, the company should be happy about that. Because probably the guy has time for different stuff, whatever. Yeah, he's whatever it is, and perhaps that he could contribute to the company. But I think it's more the emotional stuff. Uh, the emotional uh, it, I, they are feeling betrayed or whatever. How is, it, how is it different to management? That's my other question. So, you know, 
I, I'm a manager and I delegate work out to other people. Yeah. And I then go off and so in his case, he was like traveling and doing stuff. He was, I mean, then obviously there is a slight difference there, but I do think what we could be looking at in the future is that part of a standard role becomes understanding what to delegate off to support. So automated support, AI, whatever it is, uh, and what you need to hold on to. So, you know, in the case of writing my blogs, I delegate some of that to AI. The rest of it is down to me because I have to do it. Coding. I've done some coding with clients recently where I couldn't figure out how to do it because there's just some reason, whatever, you couldn't see it. So I got ChatGTP to build yeah. the code for me. Amazing. Is that different to me getting somebody offshore or somebody else and saying, do this for me, I'll give you $5? No, it is. Money. Because money's transferred, that's suddenly subcontracting. Uh, because I'm not paying Jack. Well, I mean, hey, if I've got the subscription to Chat GTP and I'm playing $20 a month, then I'm officially, I am subcontracting work uh, to Chat GTP. Interesting thoughts. There, you know, there is a, oh, we got a whole new level of legal ethics around AI. Yeah. And true. contractual work. At what point does it becomes subcontract. Oh, wow. Now it's open up a whole can of worms there. It's fascinating, right? So perhaps in the future, it's not important anymore to know how to delegate, but more how to write prompts. So the, the, the prompting is the new delegating, yeah, the new management. Who knows? It's like problem um, statements. You know, people are paid to write problems. Yeah. So if they then cut out the middleman and give that problem statement to AI and it comes back with, you know, here is, here is the problem statement. Here are the things that we, that I think will solve that problem. And then you give that to whoever would have been the next, you know, the next one down the ladder. I can see there being sort of shifts in how work happens. I said it already. I know, I know people who are using it to do exactly that. I used to like myself, you know, there are bits that I just can't get my head around, quickly give it to chat GTP. 10 seconds later, I've got the solution and I can roll that out to the client once I validate it. The client's happy because they've got what they wanted. I'm happy because I didn't spend three hours, three billable hours working on something chat GTP could have done in 10 seconds. Yeah. It can't replace the consultancy I do. It can't replace, here's why you need to do these things. Here's, here's where I put this. Here's what I'll do here. But if it's just how do I show or hide this banner, it can roll the code out for me in a few minutes rather than me trying to figure it out. So yeah, yeah. fascinating. It's augmentation rather than replacement. Nice. I like that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But can we replace gamification with AI? I think we could. Yeah. I think we can replace a lot of stuff that is being done in gamification with AI. Yeah. Because a lot of the things we say we want to do, a lot of the things we say about gamification, and a lot of the behavior change we want to make with gamification is usually because something, as we've said, is crap. And how do you replace something that's crap? You give it to somebody else to do. So almost a lot of the things that we would do with gamification, you could remove the gamification and bring AI in to do that bit and let the person then get on with the bits they like. Mm. Can't replace. I, I, I have an example for that. 
I, I mean, um, one of our, it, it's like an exercise that we are doing and a few customers have really used it then at the end also as part of the overall strategy for themselves is for example, that um, to get the people in the right mindset, that it's not about rewarding people, but more about creating a journey that's worth going is um, that we are taking the actual mission statement of the company and then we are taking um, mission statements of World of Warcraft and other games as a role model and try to formulate the actual mission statement in the way how World of Warcraft would have formulated it or said it. Oh, I like it, yeah. And it's it's amazing what we came up with. Really, it's 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 I, and one of these examples I've always taken with me to my students at the university, and it's it's from our energy company, and the the actual mission statements that we came up with starts with like um um uh, something like human the humanity is craving blah 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 because we destroy and and we are staying up and saving the world by trying to get so it, it totally new mission statement and this is for example something that chat gpt or whatever text-based ai can do very well yeah it's crazy how many different variations you get in a shortest period of time and then you can say yeah, okay uh world of warcraft perhaps the tonality is a little bit too to um to to like a barrier uh please make it more like uh mario kart i don't know yeah and so you have it's amazing oh right do you know what i think we've proven between ourselves in half an hour that ai is good and here to stay yeah i'm not even going to go into the negatives there's no point i don't want to be negative on this one this is i'm excited about ai i'm excited about i'm you know me i'm usually the first person to say eh, metaverse <laughs> you know nfts you've kind of convinced me bitcoin crashed you know ai i genuinely for me ai and deep learning and machine learning are absolutely the future but i think what we should do is we should give chat gtp the final word on our podcast today oh nice because what i've done is i've pumped into it literally the question is what are the benefits of ai all i've asked it and i put it okay. on the for the video people here, I'll put it on the screen as a screen grab. So here's what it has to say. And I'm just going to read it off the screen as it is. AI or artificial intelligence has a wide range of potential benefits across a variety of fields. Some of the key benefits of AI include increased efficiency. AI can automate repetitive tasks, allowing humans to focus more on complex and creative work. Well, we're saying maybe creative might be not so much anymore. <laughs> and improve accuracy. AI can analyze large amounts of data more quickly and accurately than humans, which can lead to better decision-making and improved outcomes. Enhanced personalization. AI can help businesses and organizations tailor their products and services to individual customers, improving the customer experience. Greater accessibility. AI can help people with disability by providing tools and technologies that can assist communication, mobility, and daily activities. Hadn't thought of that, love it. And advancements in healthcare. AI can help doctors and researchers analyze medical data more effectively, leading to better diagnosis and treatments of patients. Again, awesome. And better resource allocation, what we were speaking about. AI can help organizations optimize their use of resources such as energy materials and personnel, leading to cost savings and improved sustainability. Yeah. And the final one, improved safety. AI can be used in various settings, such as transportation, to enhance safety and reduce the risks of accident. And its final words here, 
Overall, AI has the potential to make many aspects of our lives more efficient, effective, and personalized. However, it's important to ensure that AI is developed and used responsibly and ethically to avoid any negative consequences. Could you have put it better yourself? <laughs> That's cool. And I mean, I, probably there are much more approaches that it, or applications that it will come up with in the future. Um, but it's, it's true. It's, there are a lot of possibilities. So amazing last words, yeah. And I think that, that last bit, important to ensure that AI is developed and used responsibly and ethically. I mean, what a, the fact that the AI is telling us, use me responsibly and ethically, I love. <laughs> cool, yeah. right. Now, viewers and listeners, I would love you to get involved in this conversation. You know, one thing that we've not had as much of that we would really love um, is English responses. The German responses have been great. I can't get involved as much in those. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this, if the platform you are watching or listening on allows comments, please throw them in there. Um, if not, find us on Twitter, find us on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Dave Rage on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and I'm Roman Rackwitz. Which I'll put, it's, it's, it's somewhere in our description how you spell Rackwitz. <laughs> um, and we would love to get, in, get you involved in this conversation. I think AI is a hugely important conversation for us all to have. It's not going away. It's not a flash in the pan technology. Um, but also we want to understand from you guys what you want to hear more of. This has been a chat. There's no advice in here for you. There's nothing for you to learn other than that we like AI. So what do you want more of? Do you want more of these sort of conversational pieces? More of us telling you here are things we do, a nice blend of the two. A new focus, maybe, you know. What do you reckon, Roman? Do you reckon we're going to get people to comment on this one? It's, it's, no, it's, yeah, a comment, of course. Of course I want them to comment on that one. Um, but, um, yeah, you already said it. At the end, let us know what you think about it. And um, we will see what we can do. But at the end, and this you may never forget, it's just about two old, how do you say that? Grumpy man. Grumpy old man, yeah. Grumpy old man. Exactly. Having a nice chat. Yeah. On all that note, we will speak to you all and see you all and engage with you all very soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next show's out. 